Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Hello and welcome into the Health Suites on Money FM 89.3 and joining us today to share on shingles, vaccines and the paralyzing condition plaguing Justin Bieber's face is Dr. Leung Ho Nam, Senior Consultant, Infectious Disease Physician at Rofi Clinic, Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital. Hello, Dr. Leung. Hi, Melissa. Hello, everyone. The weekend is about it outdoors. <laughs> yes, and hopefully, well, um, okay, there's a number of things that we need to talk about when it comes to health because uh, close contact contact can actually, you know, give rise or increase your risk of contracting these, uh, you know, infectious diseases. So let's head straight into it, right? Um, okay, I, I'm sure you heard my introduction about Ramsey Hunt. Yes, Ramsey Hunt. Right, okay. So it's a kind of shingles or it's a complication of shingles. Right? Yes. I think a lot of people think that, ah, you know, I know a lot about shingles already, you know, no need to tell me more. Um, are there specific, are there kind of misconceptions about shingles that you feel you know, everybody should know about? Actually, most people know about the painful problem of shingles. Mm. So when shingles strikes, there's a lot of pain. And the nerves that tra- travel all the way to the site of the lesions, they do get uh, damaged at the same time. So that gives a lot of pain. And the pain can be rather persisting, going on for days, weeks, to even months. There are other complications of shingles which are more interesting, more intriguing, like Justin Bieber's hmm. uh, shingles, hmm. where you actually have a Bell's palsy ongoing at the same time. When I say Bell's palsy, it means that a part of the face doesn't work so well because the nerves uh, inevitably gets damaged when the shingle starts attacking the ear as well as the nerves inside. So when the nerves get damaged, the nerves doesn't power the face the face is unpowered and he ends up with a mm. face that's not moving. Mm. But something else is more relevant to the local community, uh, especially to those who are more than 50 years old, is shingles may actually cause a stroke. Okay, oh. there's about between one to four times high risk of getting a stroke after if you have shingles. So this could be especially in the face where the risk is about four times higher, but it goes down to about one to two times higher if you have the shingles over the chest or the torso or the limbs. But in general, shingles is a stressful event. And in fact, you can actually sometimes find the virus attacking the arteries itself. So you have the nerves and then running next to it is the arteries and the virus will attack the arteries causing little, little clots inside and you could end up with a stroke or even a heart attack. Oh so it's shingles, besides the fact that it's painful, mm. it's a real, uh, it's just terrible. It can also lead terrible consequences uh, from stroke to heart attack. So I'm really quite worried about shingles. Mm. And uh, with the bizarre number of infectious agents which we have now in the last few years, I would want to remind everyone the shingles threat has been ongoing since time immemorial, the mm. time of the Egyptian pyramids. And it will continue to plague us. And the best thing you can do is Try to prevent against shingles. Mm. How common is it uh, to develop shingles? Some people say, well, if you had chickenpox really late in life, you know, uh, shingles may not, you know, come around. Well, the shingles and chickenpox are the same virus. So, mm. so when you have it when you're a child or when, uh, when you're much younger, the virus will then recover. Your body will recover from it, but the virus will hide at the back of the nerves. Mm. But when you're stressed out, when immunity is poor, when you cannot take another hit, the virus will travel on the nerves and comes up with shingles. So chickenpox comes from without, that means outside the body, but shingles come from within the body. So nothing to do with when you got chickenpox then? No, no. 
rather it tends to occur after having a chicken pox. If you truly never had chicken pox, which is which are adults, which are very hard to find them, mm. you would. If you never had chicken pox before, you wouldn't have shingles. But once ah, you have okay. a chicken pox before, you would actually have shingles. Oh, is there any way to prevent it? Vaccines. Great vaccines again. <laughs> yes. Vaccines again. Um, so shingles is where the immunity to the virus falls with time. And what you really want to do is to jolt the immune system. And how you jolt it is with a shingles vaccine. So there are two currently in the market, one of which is given as one shot. That's previously about, that's been around for almost 10 years, I think. Mm. Then the other one that just came out quite recently, two shots of it given uh, a few months apart, and you actually have very good results with it. Mm. As high as 96 to 98% efficacy in preventing shingles up to seven to eight years. Mm. So that's the brilliant part of it because you can leave your golden years mm. without that terrible pain. Is there an ideal time to get um, a shingles vaccine? Great question. The answer is when you're more than 50 years and above. Okay. So at about 50 years so and above, that's mm. where I've crossed, your <laughs> immunity mm. does kind of wane. And because mm. of that, you are more prone to this shingles attack. Now, having said that, there are many young people who are less than 50 years old who get shingles. You are one of the unfortunate few who just happens to have them. But once you cross 50, the risk goes higher. Mm. We talked about one in three, and that happens at 50 years old. If you actually reach 70 to 80 years old, the risk becomes one in two. Mm. So the older you are, the greater the risk you have. Mm. In addition, don't forget diabetes, don't forget cancer, chemotherapy, any form of stressful events could actually end up with shingles. Okay, but in terms of vaccination, are there what are the side effects or the immediate um, sort of side effects that you may experience? Okay, I can assure you it's nothing like the mRNA vaccine. Okay. We are all familiar with. <laughs> I had Moderna and oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my you know, gosh. I had forced bed rest, you know, for a whole week. Yeah. Okay, so you, you probably end up with a bad ache on the arm Mm -hmm. in about 30 to 40 percent of them but the overwhelming majority it is fine it is another flu jab or something some people do have a low-grade fever but other than that you'll be okay i'm not going to restrict you from playing tennis for two weeks but Mm -hmm. you certainly want to skip tennis that day and the next day because Mm -hmm. your sore arm will be a disadvantage to you Mm -hmm. okay so you can just go back to normal routines pretty much just be ready for a little bit of fever, a little bit of ache, which happens in a small mm-hmm. minority of people. Thereafter, you're back to normal. So you've talked about some of the risk factors for shingles, right? Yes. Um, you said, and you also said shingles, uh, unlike chickenpox, kind of comes came from within or, or yes. will come from within, right? So yes. does that suggest that it might not be an infectious condition? Um, it is infectious in a sense that it's caused by a virus. Okay. And uh, a pathogen, a germ, is actually causing it. So it's called infectious. But it is not, uh, shingles is not transmitted from another person to myself. Ah, okay. Okay, so it's, it's a reflection of okay. your own individual's immunity that has weakened. Okay. So, but nonetheless, we still call it an infectious agent. Okay. Okay. And what about the signs and symptoms of um, shingles? So, for example, if I'm not vaccinated yet, and I, you know, against shingles, and I catch sight of maybe the early symptom, um, is it too Ah. late to get vaccinated? So maybe we talk about symptoms and, oh, too late. Okay. Okay. Let's let's talk about (laughs) the symptoms first. Okay. Okay. Now, shingles is associated one word, P-A-I-N, is pain. 
Okay, so many people would actually feel a pain first. They'll feel something on the chest, on the face. They know something is wrong, but they look at it uh, carefully. They can't find anything wrong. It could be a very bad headache or it could be a chest pain mimicking a heart attack. To see a doctor, they can't find anything wrong until maybe half a day to one day later, little pox starts appearing. What are little pox? These are little bubbles on appearing on the skin, or sometimes it can appear as a red papule. Red papule, that means it's a red skin. Uh, there's a pimple-like, very small. Mm. And pain, again, becomes very uh, cons- consistent and prominent, and you have more and more of these rashes appearing on the body. And one thing is, it goes according to where the nerve root uh, innervates the oh, skin. Okay. So you have it on the zone. So you have it on the zone on the face, like the upper face, middle part of the face or lower part of the face, or you can see it as zone on the chest. Mm. So that is the classical part. And pain again, you have the rash. And the rash is typically, for the people who want the description, You the classic description is a clear bubble with a red base at the bottom. Mm. And it tends to have a cluster of them. So that will be shingles. So when you have something like that, see a doctor or you have pain which you can't explain, think about shingles, but just that the rash hasn't appeared. In terms of the kind of treatment, is it possible to prevent shingles? Great question. Yes, you can prevent shingles. Uh, Well, there are a few ways to do it. And my preferred way is vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. I was going to say aside from vaccines (laughs) or vaccination. (laughs) Okay, so there are times where we know that the person may develop shingles at high risk with high consequences. And the classic example is a bone marrow transplant individual. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You, okay, so you get a bone marrow transplant, your immunity yeah. is in the pits. Oh, okay. okay, any kind of infection will knock you off, including shingles that can reactivate. Right. So we can actually take an oral medication twice a day. We can suppress the virus and it doesn't come out of the body at okay. all until the body's immunity is good enough. Okay. 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 So there, there are ways around it. I'm, I'm just, and then if you do get shingles, the first thing you ought to do is to drop everything, even if you're listening to Melissa's program, <laughs> okay, put on a headset and run to the doctor and say, hey, doctor, I got shingles. Uh. Because if you start your treatment earlier, Mm. The pain gets better. Mm. Not not a, not an assurance, mm. not a guarantee, but it helps. Every single little bit helps. Mm-hmm. Number two, get a good dose of the uh, better medications. There are two mm. kinds available, acyclovir and valacyclovir. Or rather, you take the valacyclovir if you have it. Uh, a more potent drug can actually try to control it. So mm. and this is one of the few conditions where I really want you to see a doctor as quickly as possible mm-hmm. so as to get treatment and perhaps reduce the pain. Unfortunately, it is not a guarantee. And if you really want to avoid shingles altogether, it goes back to the V word, vaccine. Okay. So between vaccination and medication, right, would these, um, which one would provide more lifelong protection? It has to be vaccines. Think of vaccines as having a shot. There are two vaccines available, one of which has a high potency efficacy okay. of about 96%. You have, for the rest of your life, 96% efficacy, oh, you won't strike okay, it again. Okay. That's great. But if you were to take the oral medication, it might solve the problem for now. But two years ago, you can have it again. 
the next quarrel with your spouse, you could have it again. Oh. The next time around, the boss throws you a stack of work to do, you might have it again. Okay, so well, when you're under stress and all that, it, it, it's you know more likely to flare up. Okay. Yes, and that's, that's Justin Bieber's thing, isn't okay. it? He, he might have been working too hard. Yeah. Poor guy. Or if the rumors are true, his marriage with, uh, you know, Miss <laughs> no, Baldwin. No, we it's must a bit rocky. The best of <laughs> okay, but can, pe- can people have shingles uh, twice in their life? Absolutely. Okay. okay, so the question which many doctors do ask me, what's the chance of having shingles again? Mm. There are two sources of reference, one of which says it's 10% subsequently. The other one says it's as good as the first attack, which is mm. 30%. Mm. And I tend to agree with the second one. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the function of having shingles is proportionate to your, uh, rather inversely proportionate to your degree of immunity. Mm. The poorer your immunity, the more high risk you're going to get it. Mm. And as we gain wisdom every day of our lives, <laughs> mm. be it listening to your program <laughs> or just getting older, mm. our immunity will fall. Mm. Okay, and mm. in turn, we are going to end up with shingles again, okay. unfortunately. There's a bit of vaccination fatigue, though, among Singaporeans. Oh, I, d- I don't know whether it's just directed at COVID-19 vaccines or vaccines in general. Can people be over-vaccinated? Uh, I, I like the question, honestly. Because many people think that, look, I can only take, uh, be exposed to one of these a day. I can only expose to this once a year. But in truth, your body has an incredible immune system that can cope with many different kinds of challenges. Every day, your body is challenged with at least 50 to 100 new antigens which has never seen before. It could come from the air you breathe. It could come from the uh, food you eat or the things you touch. These are new challenges which the body is facing every day, 50 to 100. Mm. Some of them are old viruses. Some of them are new viruses and your body copes with them. So if you talk about vaccines, if you can actually take a few shots of vaccine all at the same sitting. So for example, the kids have the five in one, six in one. That's six doses in one shot. Then if you were to travel overseas, they will come to me and then I'll say, look, you need your flu vaccines, you need your pertussis vaccines, you need your hepatitis A vaccines and whatnot. And we do take some of them all at the same time and then we try to get them all done. And people who go out to the field uh, uh, for mission work uh, because they might be doing salvage operations, trying to rescue people, we do vaccinate them with many, many different vaccines so they can be protected at those sites. So your body can cope with them. So Mm -hmm. certainly if you take vaccine this month and next month you were to take a shingles vaccine you're fine it, it the body can cope it's incredibly resilient okay. don't don't uh what's the word for it uh don't pamper your body too much okay but don't abuse okay. it too much also, don't abuse la. it too much <laughs> it's okay to take them out for a spa take your body out for a spa okay yeah. but i think um if we have a few minutes and i i would like to actually change tag and talk about something else that's uh very topical right now in singapore i think a, a number of singaporeans are getting a bit worried because yes. we've got a couple of cases of monkeypox here yes. so i'm afraid we've got about five minutes to talk about that yes so is there a vaccine available for monkeypox okay they have a vaccine available but oh. it is not readily available worldwide oh. and let's let's be honest if you were to get a vaccine now immediately six billion people want it there's no way the company can make six billion now those people who had smallpox vaccines in the past they were giving up to 1980-82 uh, you may have some form of immunity and protection against it because they kind of come in the same family Mm. But the rest of those are uh, younger, you've got age, you've got youth, okay, you may not have your <laughs> vaccine for smallpox. 
So uh, the then in turn you could be at risk. But truly, truly, not everyone is going to be getting monkeypox because you really need to be in close contact. When I talk about close contact, it's not someone at the MRT station or you might be squeezing on board the train, but someone whom you actually have a relationship with. You're talking about your husband and your wife or your family members where it's come very, very close together. Number two, the virus likes to enter through a cut whenever possible. So if you have abrasions or your skin isn't that good, eczema, then you are slightly at risk for it. But you still need to come in contact with the virus. The third possibility is what we call heavy droplets. Now, Singaporeans are very well versed now with droplet transmission. You wear a mask, you, try, mm. you can prevent it. Droplets, there's means the little, little mm. tiny things that comes out. Mm. Monkeypox transmits that way as well, but big droplets. Big droplets, which means you really have to be very close to the person and breathe in the breath literally as it least comes out of the mouth mm-hmm. in order to get it. Mm. Now, there, I know there are some, uh, there are some scientists who are talking about monkeypox being airborne, but we have no correlating evidence mm. for it. So I'm mm. not particularly worried. Mm. So if you look at a community of people who are getting monkeypox now, a lot of them actually has had sexual exposure. And uh, WHO just released a statement saying that over more than 90% of the cases, they believe the transmission occurred uh, because of sexual contact, because they were mm. close proximity, and there was abrasions, etc., was whatever. Okay. So person, grand person on the street, MRT, bus, hey, chill out. It's okay. There's no monkeying around. <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> okay, but you know, uh, a lot of Singaporeans are taking the opportunity to travel now that they can, right? Yes. So uh, I know you. I know you've explained at length and and taken yes. great pains to tell us that look, we it's not casual contact that we can catch it from. But we've also heard horror stories about you know hotel rooms, for example. We know the beddings changed frequently. But what about those you know chairs and cushions, um, you know on sofas and all that in your hotel room? Could you possibly you know, okay. and you know, people when they're in the hotel rooms, right? They can be quite, how would you say, mm, comfortably dressed fair enough, or not. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. okay. The virus can actually survive on the environment for a while. Mm. Okay, so if you're really, really paranoid, then you apply some elbow grease on it. What you do is you actually spray it with alcohol, get okay. an alcohol spray, spray around the area. The virus that come in contact with the virus on the, with the alcohol will okay. die. So just wipe down the place where you want to sit and you'll be fine. So but in a truth, regular, sorry, yeah. a regular disinfectant, the Lysols and all that? The Lysols and all those. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a hardcore alcohol user. You can okay. read it either way. Okay. But so alcohol sprays are easy to use if okay. it's a mister. And then spray it on, use a tissue to wipe it through. Okay. Or just if you're simply lazy, just let it evaporate okay. and it's good enough. Okay. Any quick last advice for people who are very concerned about monkeypox? I wouldn't be. I would just say, chill out, go out and do my usual stuff. If I'm really paranoid about touching someone or coming in contact with it, then I'll use my trusty old alcohol rubs, apply over the area which I came in contact with, my hands or my arms, and then I'm safe. You see, um, men, we like alcohol, but the virus hates alcohol, so we should just drown (laughs) it in alcohol. Okay. (laughs) Dr. Leung, always such a pleasure hearing you and talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Have a good weekend. You too, Dr. Leung. I've been speaking with Dr. Leung Ho Nam, Senior Consultant, Infectious Disease Physician at Rofi Clinic, Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital. You're with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. 
Available on Google Play or the App Store.